0: about the shootout? Can we do that? Can we do it in a way that's not related somehow, at least not too directly to the Penguins losing in a shootout last night to the Flyers? Let's give it a shot today. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. The Penguins lost, as I mentioned to the Flyers, by a 2-1 to count, and it was in the shootout. And overall, just a ugh, game. <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. I'm not sure the the spoken adjective exists for it. Uh, especially the opening period, eight total shots between the teams. The Flyers mailed it in a long time ago, and the Penguins just had no legs after uh, an unprecedented for this season four days off. uh, It really showed. There just wasn't anything to like about this, at least not much. I mean, I like Jeff Carter's game. I thought he showed well his physical Skills were on display. You could see that the dude can still fly. He can still use his size. He can create offense. He just didn't happen to put away any of the chances that he had, and he had some good ones. But uh, overall, I, I, I thought his showing was something that should be very uplifting uh, to the Penguins and to everybody following them. This guy's a real live hockey player. This is not... Um, overpaying for the old guy, as we've seen in the past. This guy's guy's got it. And and I really liked their overall team defense. Uh, I thought they showed a a pretty strong commitment on that front in a lot of different facets. Uh, The Flyers, for all their flaws, still have guys up front who can score. Eh, Breakdown on... Jakub Voracek's goal. But again, we're talking about 60 minutes. Look, there's just not much to say about this game. It just wasn't wasn't any good. So I'm going to go ahead and fast-forward to the part that was the least meaningful. And that would be the shootout. Even though the shootout decides it, it's just you know there's no shootouts in the playoffs. You know, there's no three-on-three overtime in the playoffs. And while it's nice that early this season – the Penguins were able to basically use the shootout and the three-on-three overtimes as kind of a life raft to get them through January. It still doesn't matter. Those things don't matter when you get to the games that do matter. And I'm not a shootout opponent. Never have been. Nor am I a three-on-three overtime opponent. Never have been. I have been following hockey long enough to remember what it was like after 60 minutes of regulation for everybody to just skate off the ice with a 3-3 tie and it stunk. You had no idea how to feel. You had no you're walking out of that building going, "Why did I just come here?" You know, <laughs> the only times you'd feel anything with a tie would be whenever it was like the Penguins were taking on some great team and they somehow manage to stay even with them, and you could feel somewhat good about your team, that kind of thing. But otherwise, it's just there's no emotion, and sports and fandom have to be about emotion. My problem with the shootout is one that I've had since the very beginning. I really, really, really hate when the forwards slow down to a crawl, I hate it regardless of which team is doing it, which player is doing it. The Penguins do it pretty much as often as anybody else does. So this has nothing to do with the outcome last night. It has nothing to do with Pittsburgh versus the world or whatever else. To me, it makes a mockery of the scene. When a player skates in there and has absolutely... No urgency. No push. It's unnatural to the fastest game on the planet. I can't stand it. I don't know if Patrick Kane started this, but I feel like I want to blame Patrick Kane more than anyone else because when I think of the super slow get to a crawl. He even comes to a skate stop. Like, you're not allowed to stop. That's in the rules of the shootout and the penalty shot. You're not allowed to stop. But what he does is he comes to a skate stop that's just enough of a glide where there's some forward motion going there. You're not allowed to go completely sideways, and you're not allowed to stop. But he has forever defied or at least danced on the edge of both of those. And then he comes in and it's just, he'll stick handle like 75 times and the goalie falls for the 74th of those and he just turns and deposits it into an open net. And that's kind of what happened to Tristan Jari last night. Claude Giroux came in, uh, went all the way to his left as if he was going to go on his backhand and then just swung all the way back to the forehand and put the shot in into a, a vacated net. Great move. The Penguins were just as free to make the same move or a similar move. So again, this isn't about Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Sean Couturier comes in, does something that's completely different, gets in there, uh, and then roofs a backhander at the last second. Again, really, really, really nice play. Anybody can do that, but he did the same thing. He just slowed down to almost nothingness, and it makes a mockery of the sport. That's the feel that it has and i'm not comfortable with it at all and yes there is a solution to it there actually is first i'm going to let you know that this portion of daily shot of penguins is brought to you by fubo tv fubo tv is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels that you're paying 200 bucks a month for on cable fubo tv comes with free dvr there's no such thing as installation there's no contracts you can cancel anytime you do get and t sportsnet pittsburgh so you can watch all these slow shootouts and all the rest of the penguins and pirates action and right now fubo tv is offering our listeners a 7-day free trial and 15% off your first month all you do is go to this special web address fubotv.com/dk one more time it's fubotv.com/dk I did ask Jari after this game, because he was mad. I don't see him mad very often. He went storming off the ice after Carter Hart uh made that final stop to win the game for Philadelphia. Right through everybody. His teammates are standing there waiting to, you know, let him know, hey, good job. He went right down the tunnel. He had no time, no use for any of that. And I asked him afterward how he felt in general as a goaltender it is to handle those situations when the skater just comes in so slow and then just takes forever. Tristan, in, in, the, in the shootouts, it seems like more and more players are starting to take that super slow uh, approach to that, the Patrick Kane approach. How difficult is that, and especially when you have to decide in your head do you poke check or not? Yeah, it's... It's definitely tough. They have a lot of time. There's no pressure on them, so uh, they have a little bit of uh, advantage. They're able to wait and wait and see what you're going to do, and it's basically just a waiting game to see who moves first, and I think uh, he was just able to outweight me, and they were able to put in. Now, shortly after... That answer. I'm proud to let you know that I was named Sports Writer of the Year in Pittsburgh for having coaxed an answer out of Tristan Jari that was more than six words, which should tell you everything that you need to know about how strongly he feels on this subject and, in all likelihood, why he was so mad after the game. Because when he was playing actual hockey, he did really, really well. Yeah, the Voracek shot, whatever. Don't let check skate right into your slot and look over the entire net. I'm not going to pin that one on the goalie. If that's the only goal you give up, I'm not pinning that on Jari. But it's got to feel weird. It's got to feel bizarre. And even after all these years, it's got to feel unfair. You want a solution? That already exists. I love the shootout. I think it's great. When you see teams practice shootouts or penalty shots, In training camp settings, the Penguins have done this themselves for years. When a penalty is called in a training camp exhibition, you don't put somebody in the penalty box. Uh, A lot of times you don't even have a referee that you're paying for those those, uh, exhibitions. What you do is the player who was aggrieved gets a penalty shot. The player who committed the penalty starts back at the blue line. The shooter starts at the red line. And you have somebody on the chase. That's it. That's it. What would be the problem with that? Wouldn't that just add more to the scene? Are you going to take away some goals in the process? Sure, probably. In fact, definitely you're going to take away some goals. And it's going to at least look like hockey. I'm trying to picture what would be comparable... uh I mean, in in football, you could put a, a, a field goal kicker out there with nobody snapping the ball. You know, just put a tee out there at the 20. And just let him kick. Let him figure it out on his own. Take your good old time. No hurry. No hurry. How about a home run derby after nine innings where there's not even a pitcher involved? How about that? Just set the ball on a tee and let them just rake at it. Basketball, you can do the same thing. Clear everybody off the court just like you do for a technical foul. Clear the entire court. And you know what? Ask everyone to please be nice and quiet too so that the shooter can really concentrate and don't wave those big curly things in the end zones behind the court. I mean, it's, it's silly. It always has been. And I really, really, really hate it. And I will hate it just as much. When the Penguins win a game the next time, and one of the Penguins does it that way by going in there super slow and coming to a standstill. I want to say if Guinea Malkin did it once this season as well. Hated it. Hated it. When we come back, just one question. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. And that's always brought to you on this program by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. I've been fortunate to have had a chance to get to know some of these people over the past year. And there's something different about this kind of organization and the kind of people that make an organization like this go. Uh, It's not a place that you go where you're looking to just cash a paycheck. You're going there to make a difference. You're going there to improve the world around you. The food bank has a a credo of being committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. But there's a difference between saying it and doing it and living it. And I've seen the work that these people do, and I appreciate it. If you do, too, go to pittsburghfoodbank.org and give generously. And spell that out, pittsburghfoodbank.org. PNW asks, Hey DK, just one question. Has your opinion of Jared McCann's ability or potential as a centerman changed over the last handful of games where he's been put in that position, or do you think he still has a higher ceiling as a winger or both? I definitely feel—this is still PNW— I definitely feel better about the Penguins' center depth, assuming health, going into the playoffs than I did in the early going. My answer to that is that McCann has been better at center than, uh, than I anticipated based on his history there. I've never seen him as being a a playmaker type. Uh, Not that he can't pass and not that he can't create offense. Uh, The area in which he's most impressed me this season has been his ability to move the puck and to read the play on the power play. I just didn't see that. and By that I mean I actually literally hadn't laid eyes on that because he really hasn't been used much on the power play throughout his career. I want to say he had six power play goals in his entire NHL career before the six that he has just scored of late. So he hasn't been out there much. Never mind whether it's center or wing or whatever. So he he's done some things. If you're asking if I'm if I'm gonna uh you know What's the term I'm looking for here? You take back some of the things that I thought. I'm not really big on doing that. You think what you think at the time, but if you're asking me if I think differently now about him, yeah, I do in a lot of ways. Uh, he's shown a lot. He's shown a lot, and I've said many times in the past, I'm, I never stay stubborn on this stuff. You know, I thought Brian Russ when he came into the league looked like the most hopeless gunner. I thought he looked selfish. Can you imagine? Can you imagine thinking that that, that a player like Rust, a team-first guy like that, is selfish and gunning now that you've seen him for years and you've seen him mature and everything else? But situations change, and so do stances. I've liked what I've seen of McCann in every way. But, but, when we're talking about the center position, let's not lose sight of the fact that that Jeff Carter showed up and was immediately installed at center. Even though there's a million different ways you could have done lines, in fact, the more convenient way you could have done the line that they used last night was to have McCann in the middle, Carter right wing, Jason Zucker on the left wing. Everybody stays on their natural side. Carter stays right where he's played for L.A. the entire season. And there's no fuss, no muss. That's not what happened, though. That's not what happened. The head coach wanted Carter at center because the Penguins want Carter at center. That's not necessarily a knock on McCann and how he's done there. But it's also telling you that they valued somebody else at that position more. And there's, there's team dynamics that come into it, too. You know, we, We've talked forever about the Penguins having nothing but lefties at center, and you want to have a right-handed draw. Uh, Carter was able to take some of those last night, including one on PK where he won. That's all good stuff. But if the Penguins felt super strongly that Jared McCann and his riveting success of late was the result of his moving from the wing to center, believe you me, he would not have budged. They would not have moved him. They believe, way more important than what I think, they believe that he's better off or at least equal by staying on the wing. Great question. Thanks for that. Uh, Thanks to everybody uh, for listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, not just today and not just all week long, uh, but Throughout the season, Uh, the more interaction that we have, the more of these cues that I get, the more that we can go back and forth, the more I hear from you in the comments section uh, on DK Pittsburgh Sports, underneath the articles that house these podcasts, the better this whole process becomes, the more fun it becomes. I'm always encouraging uh, engagement. Uh, Sometimes... If you don't have a question, get used. Don't get discouraged and don't think for a split second it's not being read or considered. Uh, It might influence a topic that I bring up in another way, in another forum. I always, always enjoy hearing from you uh, and am grateful that you're listening. We'll do another one of these on Monday.